So I call this story, living in a sixth floor walk up, there's no place to go but down. I had just reached the top of the six flights of stairs leading to my New York City apartment, and I turned the key, and I walked in, and I saw it. A small gray creature scurrying across the floor as if it had lived there its entire vermin life. So I did what you're supposed to do when you see a mouse in your apartment. I screamed. I dropped everything in my hands, and I leapt onto the nearest chair. And I watched as it made its way through the floor plan of my apartment. Lovely. And I did what any girl would do who's from Alaska and lives in New York City. I called my dad. <laughs> a lifelong hunter and fisherman. <laughs> former trapper and taxidermy shop owner, I knew he would know what to do. So an hour later, I returned to my apartment with a bevy of traps, the old-fashioned kind with the snaps and the wooden thing, cheese, the artisan variety, and peanut butter, and anything else that a mouse might find tempting. And I set up my traps according to the blueprint that my dad had drawn out. <laughs> That would probably make Wyatt Earp jealous. <laughs> and we waited and waited, and we didn't see any sign of the little mouse. And, but it was strange that the bait was always missing, and the snaps were never snapped. So we thought, maybe man and mouse can live in harmony in this small New York City apartment. And then one day, I went for a snack in my kitchen. And my roommate was very health conscious, and she had this giant basket of gluten-free, fat-free, salt-free, calorie-free, food-free crackers um, in a big basket in the kitchen. And I reached for a bag and outburst a flurry of small, furry creatures, no bigger than a marble in all directions. And once again, I assumed my position on top of the nearest chair. They had multiplied. So I stood there watching as one of the little suckers climbed on top of the mousetrap, had a little snack, and then scurried upon his merry way, not even setting the trap off. The traps had not only failed, but I was making them stronger. <laughs> so sorry, Dad. Screw the trap line, I'm calling the exterminator. So here the exterminator came, and he replaced all of our old-fashioned, outdated traps with the newest invention in pest control, the sticky trap. Yeah. He plugged up all the holes in the apartment with steel wool, and he ordered all food, gluten-free or otherwise, to be sealed in airtight containers, hereby closing the 24-hour buffet forever. <laughs> so then it was just me, my very skittish roommate, and a family of mice now sealed off in the apartment with us. It didn't take very long before we caught our first victim. And let me tell you, the sound of an adolescent mouse in distress is unmistakable. We found him behind the couch, his body stuck in the glue, <laughs> clawing for life and a chance that would never come. 
It was like something out of a horror movie. I felt really bad for the little guy, but also completely disgusted. And my roommate and I locked eyes with the same horrifying reality. We were going to have to finish this job ourselves. And I knew with absolute certainty it was going to be me doing the dirty work. I knew that I didn't possess the capacity and probably the proper tool to somehow send this mouse into the next life pain-free and quickly. So for whatever reason, what made the most sense to us was to take salad tongs that would never again see the light of day, pick the mouse up, open the window, and toss him out into the corridor, sailing down into his next life, his squeal fading into the darkness behind him, six floors down. It seems drastic, but these were desperate times. So for the next few days, our mission continued. We would set the traps, listen for the squeals, and out they would go. Out of sight, out of mind, right? And then one day, I saw her, the mothership. She had returned. And I followed her into the kitchen, and she ran behind the stove. I peeled it back to look behind it, and I saw her staring up at me. And I knew she was going to make a run for it. And just as she skirted under the, the stove, I slammed it down on her body, hearing the crack of her bones. I couldn't believe what I had done. I would like to tell you that this is as bad as it got, but a few days later, I was minding my own business, chopping vegetables, when one of the little babies ran across the counter in front of me, and with ninja skills, I stabbed the knife down into his body, pinning him to the counter. That's the life, New York City girl. The reality of what we had done over the course of a few weeks became very clear when a few weeks later I was taking my garbage out and I looked into the corridor and our super of our building was out there with this big trash bag and he was picking up these plastic squares curiously looking at them with small mouse fossils <laughs> glued into the outside of it and I thought, oh God, what have we done? But if you don't believe in karma, I will tell you that a few years later, I moved back to New York City in a much more fabulous apartment. I had a much more fabulous job in an office in a much more fabulous neighborhood that was completely infested with giant rats. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs>